On this week's show, we pick our team of the tourney. And we pick our typhoon of the tourney. And fla cakes a, a pothole. pothole. Joe presents Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby, together with Guinness. Hello and you're very welcome to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby, here on Joe, together with Guinness. It's day 17 of the 2019 Rugby World Cup, and I for one feel like we're getting a little bit of a breather. Uh, the chips are down. Hands have been dealt, cards have been shown. We kind of know where we stand with every group, every team, um, and it's getting interesting. So this week I want to talk about each group, the state of play in each group, uh, how we're looking, uh, and maybe look at little potential outcomes of each Permutations. one. Permutations, good word. Uh, but before that, I want to start with the Guinness Pro 14 this weekend, and um, Ulster suffered a 64 to 26 defeat 99 points 13 tries um they did get a bonus point yeah uh, the only positive <laughs> potentially take from it they got spanked yeah they had a strong side out yeah um yeah. But cheetahs were on fire uh ulster, was it a case the cheetahs uh, well, obviously a bit of both um ulster defensively defensively really poor Set piece didn't go well. Scrum was okay at the start, and then it started getting spanked at the end. Line out wasn't good. Um, Cheetahs were just—they've got the perfect combination. Ruin Pinar, I think he's captain there. Pat, is that right? Mm, yeah. Uh, he was just—it um, was just so easy for him. He's just got these mutants in the pack, and then he just has this class ball really fast and just spreads it to these absolutely rapid um, wingers and centers, and they just run amok. It was—it was unbelievably. Easy for them. It looked like Ulster were gassed after 20 minutes. Yeah. Have you played in Bloemfontein and no. that? No, the altitude. altitude no. no. Have you played at altitude before? Um, we played technically, I think, the Lions' altitude in uh, when we played the second test in South Africa. Yeah. I remember it was the first one, sorry, at Newlands. But but it, it was only technically altitude, but it was only just. You know, okay. It's nowhere near as high as Bloom, I don't think. Flow, when you're heading in with Munster to play the Cheetahs, like, is that as uh, big a change as we as I imagine that the altitude? altitude. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. We well, the, when we arrived there the first time and we went out and we trained in Bloemfontein, we were like trying to come on, come on, like, and the players were really, really quiet. And then because you're because you're it's it's a it's a two game tour. Sometimes the coaches have to jump in. Then you know, so we jumped in. Then like after five minutes, we copped like because you're. Your lungs are burning because the air is, is that much thinner there. Um, so yeah, it does it does it does have a pretty big effect. Yeah, mm, yeah. they won't be the cheetahs won't as soon as they go away from home. Like they've they spanked Glasgow last weekend, spanked Ulster this week. Yeah, it's not a sign that the cheetahs are going to win the league or nothing. It's a sign that they they're, they're better than last year. But you'll only see how good they are whenever they go away from home. Mm. A side like that, I think. Yeah, the reason I, different. the reason I think the altitude had such a difference made such a difference because. The tries weren't like uh, they weren't wearing them down or anything like that, like kicking to the corner and mauling them over. It was all like in the middle of the field, and the ball was being shifted from one side to the next. It looked like players on the on the inside for Ulster were just completely switching off. Yeah, and uh, little breaks were being made, and then it was just uh, op- offloading options, and like five yards either side of of. Uh, of the tackler where he could just pop a ball and it was just people flooding through the line 
uh, cheetahs players just racing him from fifty yards out. Che- the cheetahs play play that kind of that brand of rugby, like the particularly down the fifteen meter challenge, the two fifteen meter challenge. They get the ball to the edge, and then they just have they just they just keep the ball alive. Massive continuity out wide, and they're really good at it. But then, where they probably <coughs> weren't good in the past was in managing the game. You know, they were so that's where getting Ruan Pinar in is. Mm. What, how does that work out for him, man? He just he just wraps up playing and then says. Uh, I'm finished in France. I'm going to move. Is he is he living in South Africa now? Yeah, full time. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I assume so. If he's yeah signed with them for the year. He'd hardly live in France. No, no. <laughs> but like, I wasn't the Molly, I'm home. I wasn't really sure what what was going on there. Like, uh, what? I think he was going to get home. Obviously, there like. Um, uh, it was a well documented um, family tragedy and stuff, so he was keen to get home to his um, his mum and dad and stuff as well. Okay, spent yeah. a bit of time at home, hmm. but um, he looked. I mean, you, you could be you could be as talented as Ruan as you uh, as he is, or you could be anyone. Any scrum half would have looked amazing with that, with that. Um, cheetah's pack and yeah, that backline. Yeah. They were absolutely flying. Austin were terrible. Um, real, real. How do you say? How do you say his name? The commentator, Nugent. Raul Nugent said, "Right, Raul Nugent said at one stage he goes, uh, Ulster, Ulster, wherefore art thou defence?'" <laughs> That's a good line. I like it. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's never easy for uh, when in a World Cup uh, year for any of the Irish teams who lose a lot of players um, to put in performances. But that was a particularly bad one. But did you see any positives? From an Ulster point of view, any players that they, they stuck at it. Like last twenty minutes, they came back into got Oof. the bonus point. <laughs> they, they stuck yeah. at it. I they know. had a really yeah. scraping it. Yeah. Yeah. They left. They left. Yeah. Sixty minutes of <laughs> yeah. done. The, the last twenty minutes is meaningless, really. Yeah. Yeah, the, the game was over, and actually there was a couple of. But they got a bonus point. They got a bonus point. That's, that's what really, I mean. Yeah. Like they, they they stuck at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They didn't give up yeah. <laughs> after sixty minutes. Well, who, like yeah. the team would have been O'Sullivan, young the young loose head who would have good year last year. Yeah. Herring, yeah. really good player. Tight head would have been Tom O'Toole, re- uh, very very good tight head. Yeah, Ross Kane came on early, I think. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, Sam Carter. In, yeah, in I don't know. I don't he know. was the one you're talking about. Yeah. He switched off on the Kept inside. switching off, he, he was looking for, he was trying to milk a penalty on that one. Was he? I thought it looked like he was trying to look as if he got bumped. Okay. And then he realised. Was that because he was putting his arms in the air? I thought he was giving out about um, uh, the full back being beaten. One on one when he had like fifty yards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the and he threw was his done. arms in the air, like when you can see him in the background. I was like, "What are you giving out about?" Yeah. But, okay, so he's giving out about being taken out. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> it was one of those ones. Like it's just a screen pass went behind the player. They were, they were getting away with that. it. To be fair, they'd done a few of them. To yeah. cheat us, but I still think uh, if you're working hard enough, you'll get out of the way of that, right? Yeah, he mm-hmm. could. He, he needed to work harder. What about little? He didn't didn't get much, wing. He was on the wing. Yeah, he didn't get much ball. He's but small but powerful. Man. He is powerful. Yeah, he's punchy. Yeah. Good leg drive. Great player. Yeah. yeah. Where was Lowry? Um, he came off the bench at fullback, I think, mm-hmm. um, for Matt um, Fades, um, who, as you say, <laughs> had an awful night. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was totally. I'm not saying it was his fault at all. No. But when you've got these rapid, fast um, cheetahs wingers just on the full pitch for him to step him and burn him, <laughs> and they did it two or three times, and then Sam Carter's going, "Come on, man!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, loads of positives from that. So, uh, Monster did the opposite, beat a pretty woeful Southern Kings team. Um, 
I, I, I'm not, I, I haven't seen the game yet, but I think that from the South Africans that, I, that I've spoken to, they said that the Cheetahs were going to be good this year. Yeah. But I agree with you, you won't know the test for them is when they go away from home. Yeah. And if they can, if they can manage, but having Ruan Pienaar, man, is a big, yeah. big, um, I haven't seen that game yet, but that's that's a good start for for Munster <coughs> so far. I watched, I was at the Dragons game, and I thought it was a it was a it was a pretty poor game. Conditions were were pretty shitty, but uh, but Munster's set piece gave them a good base, and they were pretty clinical. It was it was actually a really shit game, mm. but Munster got got the bonus point win. And Shane Daly, I think Shane Daly's had two man of the matches now, so he was man of the match uh, in the Dragons match. This uh, I think I mentioned to you before. He's he's not he's not got a, a clear clearly defined position yet. Like he's he's featured on the wing, but he's got he played thirteen on the under twenties the Irish under twenties team that had Jacob Stockdale and James Ryan and Porter. He was the thirteen on that side. He's got really good feet, and uh, he's quick aerially. He's big. He's the same size as you. Um, so he, long arms. His arms are pretty long, not not quite in your level, but he's uh yeah he's an exciting player. So the fact that he's put his hand up so early in the season is uh is is really good for Munster because he's the kind of guy who can make something out of nothing. Mm. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how they how they go forward now. I look forward to I'm gonna I'll have their games watched by the time I get to the weekend, but see how they go this weekend then. Mm. Leinster put fifty points <clears throat> on the Ospreys at RDS and Connacht also beat. Treviso forty one five. Ro- Ronan Kelleher got a hat trick, man. Did he? Hooker, yeah, his quality. Wow. Uh, I saw him play uh, for Leinster A in the A tournament that was over in Boston there, the tail end of last year, and he was really good. Um, re- he's Keen Keen Kelleher, his brother, really electric. Uh, he's real dynamic, powerful. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. There'll be a good there'll be a good tussle now between himself and Tracy and 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 Byrne. And uh, and Johnny Cronin when they come back, It'd be good to see. Did I leave out anyone there? I don't think so. No, you don't. But it's it's, it's just it's to see <laughs> what would be interesting to the see is of Leinster's hookers <laughs> <laughs> to see all the all the young players that put their hands up now, and then will they just kind of when the World Cup finishes when they come back will they still be in the mix to push or would they kind of go <clears throat> well that was my chance and I did as well as I could. I think I think I think Munster more Munster more than anyone I think. Will, will will benefit from some of those lads coming coming back. Like Ulster haven't lost as many, you know what yeah. I mean. So Ulster have lost a lot, but or Leinster have lost will have lost a lot to the World Cup, but they've they've so much quality coming through already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Do you expect to see uh, much change in how Munster play with Stephen Larkin come in? Um, have you any idea what what he brings? I, I don't really, to be honest. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see what the, what 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 happens and I'll be interested to see how himself and Johan how their philosophies on rugby align um, that's something I was looking to see in the in the Dragons game which is probably a little bit a little bit maybe a little bit premature because you know I think uh, Johan had said that they'd, bro- they'd broken Munster broken pre-season down into into conditioning into uh, set piece and defence and then attack so Stephen Larkin came in and would have started to layer his stuff in there and he's a certain amount of what he's going to do is going to be dictated by the player quality that he has as well and their handling ability. So um, I don't think you'll see the full the full uh, package until until everyone is back. But there was there was a couple of 
you know, a couple of times Munster showed a bit of ambition off off exit plays, um, going with a cross field to the edge, which isn't. No, they've done that. We've done that for the last few years. But <coughs> it'd be interesting to see what he, what he brings and how himself and Johan align on that. Mm. Okay, that's enough of Guinness Pro 14. Let's move on to the Rugby World Cup. Uh, typhoon warning came in this morning for uh, for where Ireland playing this weekend, Pat? Japan. Japan. <laughs> <laughs> so the the Fuka, Fukuoka. Fukuoka. Uh, Fukuoka. <laughs> The story is that now they've no roof. When they need a roof, they've no roof on this stadium. So if the typhoon comes in, they're potentially going to have to cancel the game. Good thing news is that we can it can be moved to the following day because there's no uh, immediate rush to get it done uh, with other group matches. Um, so when we so they don't they don't just go they don't <clears throat> just make it a draw and move on then. You can't do that, like yeah, that's that's no. what the people were talking about. That, yeah. but that's no. that's that's what was put out by like initially is that like if a game if there's a typhoon during the early pool stages yeah. because the turnarounds are so tight they couldn't reschedule the games. Yeah. So if there's a typhoon and the game couldn't be played, that it would just be declared a draw, okay. which would have you know fucked the tournament up pretty. Yeah. If we pretty badly. It would have been hilarious, though. <laughs> yeah, you, just want to see the, you just want to see the world burn. <laughs> when, when, when Namibia were 3 and up against the All Blacks, I'd be like, oh, this is the greatest upset ever. <laughs> Come on, Typhoon. <laughs> yeah. um, who, who, got, who lost their front row at the weekend for I was when it went to uh, uncontested? Samoa. Samoa. Yeah. And I was, was it Samoa? Went to uncontested scrums. Against, oh, sorry, it's Italy, Italy, Italy. And I was like, "This is tactical." They've because the second guy that they brought on that went down, he went down with like a rib injury that did not look like a rib injury. So my head started getting into overdrive. I was like, "The first guy must have just pulled, pretended to get injured." Cause they, <laughs> yeah, and, then, and then, like, <laughs> folded in half, ripped his hamstring off the bone. <laughs> yeah, then you came in, you came on your analysis, and there's word. It's tough to see him rip his hamstring off the bone. <laughs> The very first uh, scrum, he's like this, he's there, time for the pain. <laughs> <laughs> Folded in half, and then he's carried off the field. Sorry, we shouldn't be laughing. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. And, uh, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do now, man, because they've, they've lost their two tight heads, and then, and then they've got the, the hedger man, Lovati, who was banned as well, for <laughs> sent off. I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. Yeah. They can fly out. Well, they're done anyway. Yeah. Done. Yeah, but they still have to... Yeah, but they're done. Yeah, they've only got the All Blacks. No. Not too bad. Yeah, no one wants to go out to that. Every, <laughs> every tight head, he's like, don't answer your phone. I'm not going out to get hammered for the All Blacks and the tight Conor O'Shea keeps ringing me. Uh, <laughs> no thanks. Silence. Uh, we'll get to Poole uh, being a second. Conor O'Shea's there on WhatsApp him so I can see if the blue ticks. <laughs> he's read it. He's read it. Uh, pool A, first of all, our own pool. Japan 14 points, Ireland 11, Scotland 5. Talk me to, through the uh, the permutations here. Ireland are sorted. Are we? We're, we're, we're definitely in the quarterfinals. If we get a, sorry, if we oh. get a bonus point this weekend, <laughs> we're in the quarterfinals. Is <laughs> <laughs> what I meant. Uh, I think we only really have to win because our points difference is so much better than Scotland. Scotland will have to hammer. Like we've, I think we've thirty odd points, or maybe more. Yeah, but if Scotland get a bonus, they need a bonus point anyway. Do they not? They'll be chasing that. So if they get a bonus point, they. Yeah, but if we get a win, we'll be on 15. The max Scotland can get to is 15. What, what do you reckon uh, of that game, man? That's going to be a, Like, I watched the Japan Samoa game and I was like, whoa, it was an amazing game. 
Unreal. And, yeah. and Samoa were, were really, it was like, it was ex- like Samoa for the first two games, man, I was like, this is, this, they were so slap, so sloppy. Slappy. Slappy. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was rubbish. And then uh, it was poor. It was poor. Yeah. And then they were awesome. They were awesome against Japan. Yeah. I thought Japan were really good. Matsushima and Lameki, man, were unbelievable. And Tamura, who's, who I thought was kicking, was, had been pretty, pretty average. His kick accuracy was excellent then in the game. Mm. They were go- there was loads of bombs, weren't they? Everybody's mm. just decided, you know what? No one at this World Cup can catch. Mm. <laughs> um, so that that, that uh, Scotland Scotland small game is going to be unbelievable. Scotland, <laughs> Scotland, Japan, huh? Scotland, Japan. Scotland, Japan <clears throat> is going to be an unbelievable game. Man. Yeah, I th- do you reckon because uh, Japan plays such a high tempo that if you meet them with that, which Samoa obviously did, then it just becomes this open game frantic so if you know we know Scotland can go there mm. so I would hope that it would be I hope Scotland that's the game they go for mm. an open running style game don't try and play tactical they gotta go out and fucking just go for it from the start pick George Horn yeah pick George Horn at nine over Leila that, yeah, isn't that <coughs> yeah isn't that the, wasn't that the issue though what Ireland did they, they kind of tried to they tried to play with tempo and they got a bit of joy earlier on, but then they couldn't cope with the pace of the game. Surely Scotland, like that couldn't, was one of the couldn't, couldn't cope because when Japan had the ball, we 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 gave them time and space in the ball. We just bent our defensive line back on the edge all the time. Yeah, and we never got our matches. Like, sorry, I was talking about folding the last time and how the Japanese nine because because he keeps playing left and right of the rook, keeps changing where they're attacking. It means that you're trying to get a folding was when you're trying to get your defenders to come around and get a matchup. You're trying to get an even matchup with the same amount of defenders on one side of the rook as the same amount of the attackers. And Japan keep keep the the scrum half keeps probing left and right. And then once they've got a mismatch, they move the ball to the edge. But Ireland, like I understand, you know, you can sometimes you can be a bit passive. Mm-hmm. Ireland were actually bent. The line was bent back so much. The Japanese were afforded so much time on the ball. Yeah. After like initial line speed on the inside, like you were saying from Van der Fleer. So, but I, that's what I'm saying. Like one of the criticisms of Ireland was that they didn't slow it down. They didn't turn it into more of an arm wrestle. Mm. So I think that although that's less of a strength of Scotland's, yes. it suits Scotland to play with more more pace and width. Mm. Um, so you can see why it, it, it makes more sense for them to go like that. But the other way of looking at it is bring it down, bring the pace of the game down, make it set piece oriented, get your line speed up, and then just kind of. Squeeze them, squeeze Japan. See, I don't, I don't think Scotland. I th- that's that's. You're right. I don't think it's a strength yeah, of Scotland, yeah. but that is the way to beat Japan. But if you can, you not. Uh, would it be not to use Russell's kicking ability? Is is uh, the variety of kicks he has? Yes, but kick on their that. terms. Kick yeah. on their terms, though, because Ireland kicked long mm. against yeah. Japan because they weren't organised and they just sent it long. Matsushima and the rest of them (laughs) (laughs) just just came herring back 100 miles an hour and they got into their face play straight away so you don't get any relief from it whereas if Scotland are a little bit more organised then I think they can squeeze them a bit more I know because you're a purist but what we're hoping he's a a romantic romantic am I? yeah a a rugby romantic you're a purist he's a romantic um I don't even like rugby. <laughs> <laughs> You're a Christian. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I hope. I'm, I'm, I don't think that Scotland will have as much faith in if they, if they just play a very structured, managed game that they'll have enough in their locker to beat, to beat Japan with a bonus point. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think Ireland, 
when Ireland are going well, like with, you know, when we're going well, we have a really good contesting game in the air and, and our tens can, can, can pick off the corner as well. So I think that we, we had that and you want, a, you want a strong defensive set piece as well then so you can put the ball into the opposition half and then contest their lineouts. You want to have guys who are good in the air, which we had with Conway and and. Um, but but it's it's it, for me it was the lack of Johnny Sexton, someone controlling the game. So you put Finn Russell in there, who on his day is as good as any of them at controlling the game. And if mm. everyone's on the same page, like <clears throat> Ireland got a lot of returns off those crossfield kicks and that variety of kicks, but then just moved away from it. Yeah. So Scotland go out and play their own game, which is high tempo, speed. Mm. And then they take advantage because, like, here's the other side. Japan aren't uh, world beaters. Like, they're they're a solid team. They're well drilled, but they're not. They us. <laughs> and we're number one in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they're you know we're n- we know you don't become an unbelievable side overnight. There've got to be holes in that side. So how do you? you know, where are the holes? Or where 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 do you expose Japan? I think if you stop them getting to the edge, if you stop them playing, just make them play through the middle, and then they'll struggle. Like. Their hooker, Hori, has looked like probably the most skillful forward at the World Cup so far because he takes so much ball, takes it so flat, pulls the ball, pu- pulls sweep passes, play- pulls tip-ons because he's being afforded time. Mm. Whereas if you put them under under the pump and make them actually carry directly, I think... So, so Scotland coming up on the outside to block Coming off. up hard <coughs> on the outside and just say, listen, if you want to get the ball to the edge, you've got to probably either go with a kick pass or you've got to try and float that one. And if you're trying to float it... You know, you can generate gives it gives the defence recovery time to get back out. That's because that's when I saw when South Africa defended them with their wings high outside. Japan just kept getting forced back inside and just kept getting fucked up. Mm. And, uh, and Japan get energy from that as well when they go wide, wide. Mm. They get a gain line, another gain line, another gain line. You know, they get energy from it. You know what the point is? Is is you're 100 percent right. When you when you move the ball from one touchline to the other and the opposition are hunting. So hunting like they're passively trying to push you towards a touchline. When they're trying to do that, all of their hips are facing, the defense's hips are facing towards the touchline. So they're basically running across the pitch. So when you get the ball across to one touchline, the defense have all come in and they've all compressed. They've all gotten tight. And then if you whip the ball back to the other, whip the ball back across. Everybody's hips turn 180, 180 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> but, they, but they all get tight. So if you can, if you can actually move the ball from the touch Where's line, everybody's hips facing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you see it, you see it, you see it in the Irish game. When we, the, Japan worked off a scrum exit, they went, to the, they went to the touch line and then Ireland were really tight and then they went to the far touch line. And Michael Leachman, just, mm. he was incredible against Samoa. Mm. It was fucking quality. Some more then. What 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 can we expect from them? What what, what can we expect ah, from ah, them? Ah, <laughs> ah, <laughs> ah. Uh, they're not going to just bow out now because they've 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 nothing to play for. They're going to want to to get their first win, right? And what better way to do it than take? Um, I think there's a good chance they Could, will. They beat Ireland. No, no. I think there's a good chance that they'll they're, go out of the gate. <laughs> yeah, you reckon? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because I think some a lot of these <clears throat> Islander teams. I think whenever. They're under pressure. Oh, this is a bit racist. Like Fiji yeah. against uh, Uruguay. Once they're under pressure, I think they, they give it up quite early. And I think they've got nothing to play for. I think if Ireland plant the seed early on, they have a big first half, then I think we'll kick on and get the bonus point easily. Mm. That's what I think. Mm. That's my racist opinion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you could be right. Um, and that is, you know, Ireland, I think, will we'll start with a strong Are you team. racist too now? 
No. no. <laughs> just trim me. No. Uh, just the Christian. <laughs> the racist Christian. Uh, I think if they start strong and put out a good good side and try and put them away in the first 20 minutes, 30 minutes, like they kind of did against Russia. That's more racist like, than I said. Like we did in the first 20 minutes, minutes against Japan. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, oh, don't bring Japan into this. They're not. Uh, our potential opponents from Pool B, New Zealand or South Africa. <laughs> Uh, looks like they're both, yeah, they're both through, um, or South Africa. Chesney, Sorry, Chesney South Colby, man. Unless Did you see him? Yeah, no. Zidley, he was incredible, man. Is there any reports on, on what his injury is? I don't know. Pat, no? Here, Anthony? You chat away there, I'll find out. I would yeah. say he's probably potentially the best player in the world at the moment. Yeah. He's unbelievable, man. I'm telling you, he was unplayable. He got, have, have they, have, see his first try? He got the ball like it was like a long pass. He had a man right in front of him. Stepped off his right foot to come back in off the touchline. And as he was coming down, loaded his left foot and was back out again. So it was like in, out, back in, yeah. finished in the corner. Have they, anyone, like, are they just putting all their eggs in his basket? It's like now that he's gone, what, have South Africa got enough to beat uh, to go all the way? Or is it like you take I, him out of the team and they're I, I think fucked? South Africa, uh, yeah, I think, they, well, look, if he's the, if he's, if I'm thinking he's, if I'm saying I think he's the best player in the world at the moment, if you take him out of any team, they're going to they're gonna find it hard to replace him. Even but more so for South Africa, though. He's the be, best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they don't, that's not typically the type of athlete yeah, that they have. Yeah, but you, as you said, like, they, they spin it wide. That seems to be what they're doing. They're just like, get him the ball. Yeah. It's not mm. like create loads of space and he'll finish it. <laughs> this um, is like um, Connett back in the day, um, Finn, or Fionn, Fionn Carr. Do you remember? He got, he scored, I don't know, like, 18 tries one season or something for Connett. I remember playing against Connett and um, Keatley actually goes, uh, someone didn't pass to Fionn and Keatley goes, what are you doing? Give it to Fionn. <laughs> <laughs> that was their plan, eh? <laughs> yeah, that seems to be He's cool, be, yeah, yeah. They I said Colby's ankle injury, but he's all good. He had a, oh, he's grand. Um, yeah, so Colby, they said he had a, a possible ankle injury, but he said he had an x-ray and he got the all clear. He said he's walking around on it normally, so... Wow. Probably just rest him for the last pool game then, I'd imagine, and then put him out for the quarters. He, he looked pretty rough on the side. Deb Nicosi. Nicosi to come in instead of him is, is, <coughs> is, is pretty phenomenal. And Matt Pimpy has yeah. been good. Nicosi scored some class tries in the, in the championship this yeah. year. Um, New Zealand uh, hockeyed Namibia yesterday. Eventually, it was quite tight until the end of the first half. Um, standout moment for me was Jake Parnar's or TJ Panar, who's Jake Panar? We used to play for Munster. Uh, Jake, oh yeah, yeah. Parangatti or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Uh, Love the breakdown, man. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> lunatic. Uh, TJ Parnar is right, did you see it? Yeah, oh, man. Like, the he had like a, he had fractional time to get the ball. <laughs> yeah. First of all, his pass out of the tackle, the first one, and then uh, what's the subsequent half name again? Weber, Weber's, Weber's little <coughs> pass. Um, and then, yeah, to score and keep his feet in play. So um, humble as well. He was like, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. No, he did it really well. <laughs> yeah. He? Yeah, he's cool. Um, but they were class slick again. Mm. Leonard Brown was probably... He was on fire, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was on fire. Um, interesting not like playing Geordie Barrett out half. First time ever. Like, just slots in there, not a bother. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> do they like another reason for why they put Barrett f- 
Budmer at 15. Is that because, are they, are they, I always find New Zealand are a step ahead of everyone else. Are they kind of realising that your out half is going to be tied up in a lot of rooks potentially, especially on if, if New Zealand are defending <clears throat> as a turnover? There's a good chance your 10 is going to be caught up in, in defending or in front line and then your real playmaker is the 15. So you just keep him out of all that front line stuff and then when you get the ball, he kicks in. But definitely with Barrett's pace, you get him in the wider channels as opposed to being a distributor in tighter to the rook where there's going to be more defenders. I think that Barrett causes a lot more problems there. But, but I think he's popping up a lot though, I think in, in the first receiver, that distributor kind of Barrett. position. Yeah, there was in, the, in the South Africa game, he was distributed more than Moonga did. Mm. Uh, well, uh, yeah, who they have, what game? In the, was it Canada they had? Yeah. In the Canada game, I just saw like Moonga getting the ball and being able to rip it and having Barrett with that extra, with, with his pace slightly wider. Look, it's just, they're just trying to get their best players on the field. And the fun, that's the thing with the All Blacks is that the fundamentals, they all have a fundamental skill set that, you know, like in Ireland generally, you're kind of like, oh, well, you're a, Trimby, you're a, you're a winger, so that's it, you can't play full back, or you're a winger, so you can't play centre. But because maybe you've played in the wing and you haven't been kicking the ball or fielding an awful lot, you were just someone who ran with the ball. But the more positions you play, the more rounded your skill set, the less of a big, it's not that big a deal to slot someone in there like that. Like, like you said about Jordy Barrett, he's playing everywhere, playing centre, full back, wing, out half. Bowden Barrett can do pretty much the same. And that's the strength of playing a lot of positions when you're, when, when you're younger, you know? So mm. you have a more rounded skill set. Mm. Sorry, Trimby. No, it, it was. No, I mean I wasn't offended. Okay. Sure. Seasoning like rugby. Um, I think I would say to say we prefer to play South Africa than mm. New Zealand. For me, anyway. That's uh, not what you said before. It was. It wasn't. You wasn't said it? you'd rather. You went through a phase of being in love with South Africa. Never. And you thought we'd rather play New Zealand in the quarterfinal. I probably asked the question. <laughs> no way. You're being so journalistic. No were you? way, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Pool C, England uh, 15 points, France 13, both are qualified, <laughs> so they have their playoff the weekend to see who comes top. Um, the World Cup looks very, uh, very easy to England so far, doesn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. They don't seem like they've gotten out of third gear. Yeah. Um, they, they look really good to win it, man, at the moment. If you're looking, lo looking through the pool for teams that are kind of under the radar, that haven't had any, any real big injuries, I think England are, are right in the mix. I thought I thought um, I thought Elliot Daly was 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 savage at the weekend. Obviously, Argentina when they when when they lost Lavanini, it, I mean, it's kind of a non-contest. Yeah, were they were they as impressive before that that they when they lost them? I thought they were. I thought they hadn't they hadn't played too well. Um, Ford seems to be kind of the one that's playing probably best for them, but Youngs is having a really poor World Cup for me so far, kicking away a lot of ball and. Wasn't overly impressed by them, but is is that because they haven't got out of second gear? They're waiting. This, this I, I I keep imagining that that they're waiting to get Farrell and and Slade on the field at the same time with Tuolagi, but it seems like Ford is Ford was Ford man in a match against the USA. I think he was. Um, well, so why is Slade why is Slade not getting the mix then? Slade's knee looks a bit knackered. Slade Slade came on against. Uh, 
I think against the USA and his 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 knee didn't look great. Do you think that's the ten, twelve, thirteen they're looking? Farrell, Slade, Tulangi. That's what they want to get to. I think what they've done in the past is they've gone Farrell, Tulagi, Slade. Um, but it would probably make more sense to have Tulagi at thirteen. But you can mix it mix it up between them. But they seem to be working on the Ford uh, Ford Farrell axis with Tulagi outside, and it gives you distributors. Um, I just think that there's a little there's a little bit of an inroads for opposition when 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 George Ford is on the field from a defensive point of view. He's he's an unbelievable passer of the ball, unbelievable uh, kicker of the ball. He's, his skill set's incredible. I wonder but, does he feel because <coughs> everybody talks about Farrell and now he's captain as well. Everything is about Farrell. I wonder does he ever feel a little bit undermined? I, like he's supposed to be the ten. He's supposed to be calling the shots, and then or or it could be that or it could be. Farrell maybe takes a bit of pressure off him, makes it easier for him. I did just feel when he scored at the weekend, there was like an explosion mm. of relief or something, some sort of pent up energy. He was like, yeah! <laughs> Jesus. Because <laughs> he looked so nervous and uptight all the time. When he scored, it was like, yes! No, look at me! Yeah. Um, but I thought he's, I, like, he would have been. Uh, I wouldn't have held him that in that higher regard before this World Cup, but I think he's been he's been their best player. But like you said, they've had a pretty easy ride in in terms of Tonga, USA, and then Argentina with fourteen players mm. with the pack that they have, with their bench that they have that they bring on in the mm. pack. It's it's been a pretty easy, yeah. it's relatively easy, you know, yeah. for them. If um, if they don't if they don't get tested in this final pool game against France, if France go out the gates. As the as they French win. they potentially could do, <laughs> yeah. um, <clears throat> then I don't think that would be good for England going into a quarter final, not having yeah. been tested. Yeah, you flip it the other way around though, and you can look where Ireland were when they got <laughs> tested so hard in the pool, getting in their final pool stages against France mm. in the 2015 World Cup, mm. and then they were like beaten to shit going into the quarter final. Yeah. Um, I think they've got enough. They were pl- they were trying to play with massive tempo against the RGs. Watch the first lineout. They went with the like they were sprinting to the lineout. They did the first lineout that they did against when they played Ireland in in the Six Nations. They throw the ball straight over the fifteen, and they try and hit. Uh, I don't know who, who. I think they might have been trying to hit up. Maybe 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 could have been Farrell. And then they try and carry. Then with 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 Billy Van Apola, he knocked the ball on. We can see they're trying to get tempo in, and I thought. I've been watching that the humor I was telling you that Rising Suns thing, the the kind of vlog that they have on YouTube, and they're always working on their ball skills. And I was really impressed with seeing like Sam Underhill running onto the ball and then throwing a really late flat sweep, really hard to defend. You know, because when you see a forward getting the ball, but he's th- when he's static and he just shifts to pivot just to pass, you can slide off him so easy. But if the forward's running at you, you're straight away thinking, oh. Well, Let's get at this guy here. You don't want him to run over you, so you want to get some momentum coming into the tackle yourself. Mm. But then when he throws that sweep, you're stuck. And uh, like Sam Underhill is, you know, he, he's not the most skillful player, but he's so when you see him doing it, you know that geez, if Sam Underhill, who's an unbelievable athlete, if he's doing that, then the skill level is really rising within that squad. So yeah, yeah, I think France again. We saw the weekend there against Tonga. Incredible in parts, like they scored mm. some unbelievable tries, especially that one that was uh, called for a forward pass down the, the right-hand side. I can't remember who scored it. Um, I think that probably caused England problems at times, but um, ultimately I think England are going to be too strong for them. I'd say so. Hmm. Yeah. 
they uh, they they look pretty apathetic against um, Tonga. They, as you say, they they feel like they if they get over the line a couple of times, throw the ball about, show off a little bit, and then that's the job done. And then Tonga just came back into it and nearly chinned them in the end. Yeah, it's frustrating to watch. Yeah, like, such unbelievable players. I think Dupont when he came on made a big difference, but. Um, Ra, what's then the winger Rack Racka, um, thirteen, uh, Javiera, Fakawada, Fakawada, unbelievable player. Fakatara, Fakatara, Fakawada. Is he a puppet? Is he Waka Waka? Still having a bit of a bit of an issue with Entomac at ten. Still think he's uh, he's rusty enough. Mm. Don't know what they'll do. They'll be interesting to see who they pick at the weekend. Yeah. Lopez fit. He came off the bench, bench. Did he come off? Off the bench? Yeah. He did, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, look, it's a... Uh, I, I, I agree with you. I go Lopez as well. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Bit of management. Yeah. Yeah, that's, all they, that's what they need. And then you're having to bring him on if you want. Uh, uh, but who they potentially will play is... Uh, if England come top, they play Australia by the looks of it. Uh, I think Wales will, will come through Fiji and uh, Uruguay. Pretty handy. Um Australia watched a bit of it the weekend. Still, kind of, still think they're they're just going to get better and better with every game. Mm. So they, you know, they could challenge England on their day. They, they can beat anyone on their day because they have the talent. It's it's the it's the management. It's 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 playing, a, mixing up the ability, all the footballers that they have in their team to get their tight five working at the same level as other tight fives. So they get a platform for their nine or ten, and then to give them the platform mainly so that they can actually, so they can actually play a kicking game. When I watch them, they play they play wide wide, and what they, do you remember you were chatting about how how White and Guinea challenge the defenders. So when you try and match them for width, and you fill the field and you're spread in around the <coughs> breakdown, that's when the, that's when Guinea and and White are really good at, sni- at pulling out defenders yeah. there when the spaces are on. And when you get tight in around the rook, that's when they just rip the ball and they burn a load of defenders. Um, it's 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 a good at, but they they have those two, but they they need to manage the, the the kicking side of it. Like I in in my opinion, just from watching them through through this tournament and through the rugby championship, um, it's it's when they it's when their kicking game is strong, and they have, they're they're complete then. Yeah, you think they get that more with Lefano <clears throat> than Foley? I haven't really been impressed with with, with either of them um, t- to the level of what wh- where where they need to be. I, th- I think I'd probably look at Foley over Lelafana. Yeah, hmm. I think Guinea has has hit good form though lately. Um, uh, Wales then looks like they're going to top the group, play France. Um, I feel like we haven't seen a huge amount of Wales. I suppose they've only played two games. Um, be a tough one against Fiji. I think Fiji will like. Or are you going with your racist one for this again? You <laughs> do have nothing to play for. Uh, yeah, no, I'm sticking to my racism. <laughs> racism. <laughs> I think I think Wheels will get that over the line, no problem. Yeah. We, I thought Wheels were really impressive against Australia. Yeah. Really Gareth impressive. Davies is fucking was incredible. On fire. Isn't he? I nearly had the and second you see, you see that see that one where when when Australia try and try try and play to width and they say, Oh well they've gotten a little bit tight here and they play that long pass then to burn a lot of defenders, that's when Gareth Davies is putting yeah. that heat on that for the intercepts. Yeah. Um I thought it was good. It's good analysis work yeah. from them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dave Shanahan tried to do that uh, for Ulster at the weekend, <laughs> having watched <laughs> He nearly did it. Actually he got called for offside. Um but I went back and looked at it 
I kind of went through, paused it, we we bit moved it forward. I think he was actually onside, but it just looks bad sometimes, mm. especially mm. if you don't catch it. <laughs> you know, you don't catch it offside. If you do catch it, you're grand. Yeah, they look like they're in a good place mentally, Wales. Like they can they can turn it on, turn it off. They can change their their game plan, um, mix it up. I don't. It doesn't feel like there's a huge amount of pressure on them. Either. They they yeah they play with real freedom and they they're not stuck to one like they can play a strong kicking game with bigger but they can move the ball as well they'll get the ball like into second receiver's hands and, and move the ball to the edge the only thing that they're lacking is probably a little bit of firepower in terms of like ballast in their in their in their pack you know like a big ball carrier like Moriarty's the only guy there who I they're think missing is missing yeah, massively. A game a breaker difference. there, like and Navidi seems to be in ahead of Moriarty now, probably because of because of his, his work rate and, and how much heat he brings at the breakdown. He's a good link player as well. But they're they're a very skillful team, really, really skillful, all the Welsh players. And even I was chatting to Tommy and he was just saying to me, like he said, when he went over to Wales he couldn't believe the skill level with with all of the <clears throat> when he went to Ospreys. He said like Adam Jones would be very comfortable stepping in at ten and would um, How's Tommy's sweat issue? Sweaty forehead. Uh, on Saturday it was good. This or Friday, Friday sweating was. I had a ten. I had a ten. I'd say it was probably a three. All oh, right. And the previous, the Thursday was, I would say it was up there a seven point five. He was, yeah, he was really. You, you just couldn't decide between seven and eight. <laughs> I, he, I must. He, what's the name of that stuff that he uses? Dry chlor. Dry chlor, I'm not sure. Dry chlor owes money here. They're getting serious shout out. Yeah, yeah. He must have been dry chlor on his forehead because that didn't seem to be didn't seem to be going too bad. You can get your sweat glands removed from your forehead as well, can't you? I know some got their sweat hands, sweat, sweat hands, hands. <laughs> sweat glands removed from their palms. Really? Yeah. Who? <laughs> Call them out. <laughs> Pardon? A lady. Oh. <laughs> 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 No, I can't remember. <laughs> she got this. She's very She's a fan of my wife. Oh, she's wow. gonna crack up. Do you hear that? Yeah, she's not anymore. That was years ago. Yeah. Well, how how bad? Like, if you since. were chatting to her, would she be like dripping, like sweat <laughs> dripping from her hands? She starts be animated and there's just like water flying. Like, tries to keep them moving to dry them. Well, nice things. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. I never shook her hands um, pre-op, so I don't know. She would always fist bump. Yeah, that's mad. Um, Sorry, Rebecca. So if she had a rubber glove on. If she put on rubber gloves, it would be like <laughs> like two water balloons after a little while. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm sweaty. Knee deep. Uh, Simon Zebo put out an unbelievable tweet yesterday about uh, our friend Jamie Heaslip, um, which has brought back up Jamie and the Eddie O'Sullivan. He asked whether. He said round two for whether Jamie Heaslip should have his own podcast again, which is the most uh, <laughs> what a little vindictive little tweet to put out. Um, I think Jamie got back and he was a little bit salty about it as well. Mm. Got called for being salty. Uh, a I lot believe of Eddie and Jamie are going to do a podcast together. That was some of the suggestions. Oh, right. How good would that be? I would, I would, listen, to, I would uh, listen to that. I would subscribe. <laughs> Just them shouting over each other. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Get over move on, move on, nothing to see here. Yeah, brilliant from Zeebs. Um, Zeebs <clears throat> on fire at the minute. He's very chirpy on Instagram and Twitter. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure everyone's watching the World Cup and he's like, oh, yeah. someone pay attention to me. <laughs> yeah. um, I was going to say, did you see that try that Bayon scored at the weekend? I did. 
Oh my god. The round the back offload and then the dude threw his legs. Yeah. It was incredible, man. Yeah. Incredible. It was like, there was three passes mm. in a row that were class. Yeah. Some freak carried the ball into into contact, spun, offloaded, and then that guy yeah. hit, hit that That's guy. That's what I thought I was, la- was looking at, was the first offload. Mm. I was like, oh, yes. And then this guy just flings it on his back. Goes, oh my god. And the next guy catches it and throws it through his legs. So, and the guy in a unicycle on the wing just gets the ball. <laughs> <laughs> he was watching Bayon. It was, a, it was just it on was Twitter, clip, man. It was just on pop up Twitter. Not Send me the links to those. We yeah. um, any other rugby roundup points um, that we would like to talk about? Um, someone suggested that the tier two nations should be allowed to. Uh, this kind of happened in rugby league where a lot of players were allowed to step down from playing at a tier one team to go back to their country of birth and then play with a tier two team to allow the spread of players be um, uh, better, I suppose. So anyone who's playing for, let's say the amount of Fijians playing for New Zealand or yeah. France even. Was this a rugby league thing? Or did they talk about this in rugby union? Because they, they talked the about if you played one sevens <coughs> tournament that qualified you for that team again. Pat, do you know anything about this? Sevens is fine. Yeah. But but if you no, play, if you if you play like at, at currently, if you play sevens or whichever is 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 classified as the second team in that, it could, most teams in union now are doing it with their under twenties to stop players getting poached, um, going on the residency rule. But it's the residency rule is five years now, so it's it's not really relevant. Do, do you see, understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, but there was chat. I know t- um, Charles Pietau. Was was trying to get to qualify to play for Tonga. Yeah, having obviously already played for the All Blacks. Yeah. So I don't know what <coughs> the ruling is there. The ruling is. But I know they talked about it at some at one stage. It was kind of up for grabs a while back, but I don't know what it is now. This this, this is a little bit like our new Grange uh, explanation. Yeah. <laughs> the light, the light, <laughs> and the tunnel, and <laughs> it's, it's, it's done now. Like if you play international rugby, like you're done. Yeah. yeah, you shouldn't be able to. You shouldn't uh, be able to step back and play with your home nation, mm. because the argument, I suppose, is that a lot of players like uh, Rat and uh, Faviara that plays for for France, Fakatara, um, never going to get it. Faviara, you knew I was on. Faviara, I was on. Mixed up with Vahamina, that's that's what happened there. I, it could be many, many players that I've mixed up with. But um, if it was easier for them to go back and play with their home nation, then they would. But uh, the option is too easy and too good for them and too lucrative to play for France. Um, but when they don't have the option to play for France, uh, they've either gotten a bit, o- a bit older or, or they've just been pushed out of the side. Then when it's a tier two nation, can they be allowed to step back and play? I mean, it's it's only going to be of benefit to... Then you get all these like washed up veterans <laughs> in their mid-30s. Then they're like, well, I can't play for France anymore. I'm going to go back and play for... Yeah, but then Fiji. it's up to Fiji to play them or not. But at least like you're you're going to have a better pool of players to pick from. I think the, a, a better thing is that if, if, if World Rugby got to the stage where there was enough support going into the likes of Fiji and all those tier, tier two sides... So that it wasn't the, at the moment a financial gap. If a if a player plays for France versus if he plays for Fiji, is massive. That's why they end up going. And also because when they're playing in France, 
it's beneficial for the French clubs if they're playing if they're playing domestic rugby in France. Mm-hmm. It's beneficial for the French clubs to have more French qualified players playing for them. So th- that's that's just the problem. It's the it's the problem is that the tier two tier two nations that don't have like proper domestic professional leagues. So like if if Japan had a proper domestic league there, then they just have all these Japanese players who just stay there, and they, that's that's where they the same as Ireland do. But mm. at the moment, if you're a good player in Fiji, you've, you've pretty much got to travel to make a living. And then if you've arrived in France, it's better for you to play for France. So until they, until they even that up, it's, I don't know how that's going to work. But I don't, I don't think that players should be able to, I'll have a go with, with playing with France. And if that doesn't work out, I'll go back and play for Fiji. Because then the, the islands will always be the second choice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just to let you know, we are putting on our second live show of the World Cup at 1314 <laughs> Bar down in Limerick City. Our first visit to Munster. Are you excited? Oh, I love, I love Munster. Do you? I love Limerick in particular. You love Limerick. What year is it down there? <laughs> <laughs> it's the future, man. It's the future. Um, next Thursday, October 17th, uh, keep an eye out on House of Rugby Ireland Facebook group page in the coming days for more details on tickets and that goes directly out to my father who keeps pestering me about the tickets for all his mates there that's where you can get them go on the facebook he loves facebook he does my birthday as well is it 18th 17th 18th 17th 17th we'll have to have a we could have a combined party mine's just three days after yeah so i'd like to what age you um, what age will you be which one is it (laughs) what age will you be 35 35 okay over yourself 41 41 yeah, I remember we. I went um, to a, a drag flat to a, a Munster supporters um, question, like a table quiz. A pothole night. <laughs> it was a table quiz in Dublin, the Leinster Munster supporters group, the Dublin Munster supporters group, years ago. And I, I don't know how I dragged you to this thing, but you came with me. And Is it Howl at the Moon? Is that it, what it's called? Down there near the the Lemon place. Yeah, down near yeah, Stephen's yeah, Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we he drove and we pulled up. And uh, there was a guy standing outside. It was uh, we were late, and uh, standard. He was like, um, "Jerry, is your hair more important than timekeeping?" <sighs> Remember that yeah. that gag, that yeah. flag gag that followed us, still follows him around, clearly. <laughs> and uh, I could just see he was like, oh, "For fuck's sake!" So we went in and we did uh, we did the table quiz, and uh, they asked Flat to be the 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 one who asks the questions. And they were like, "Just give them the odd hint or whatever, you know? Like, don't be." Overly like giving them hints, but giving them a cl- little bit of a clue. So, like the first question was, "Scrum half played for Munster and Ireland. Small balls. <laughs> <laughs> Name ring- rhymes with ringer." <laughs> they were like, ah, "You can give less clues like that." So, but your man kept standing up saying. Um, your hair is more important than timekeeping, and uh, it happened to be Flaz. Bur- was that bur- was your birthday? I, was like, that I night? don't believe it. <laughs> yes. It was your birthday that night, and you kept saying that guy keeps shouting. I think you said, uh, and then you went, you worked it out that you were on your holidays in Bermuda or somewhere in the Bahamas or something that summer. Oh no, yeah. And he yeah, ended up yeah, being yeah. on holidays. With I was you. Ba- yeah, my son Katie went to Barbados, and he was there, and he just kept following you around. No, shouting that. He did, he did. No, he didn't. He wasn't shouting that. But I think I remembered that. I said, I fucking knew that guy. He, you arrived down late for breakfast one morning in the hotel, and he was like, "Jerry, <laughs> so we're at the end of the night. And he was just at the end of his tether, and your man came out like with a 
with a cake for a flan. They all wished him a happy birthday and flan the, the cake in his hand. <laughs> he just oh, no. looked at me and I just went, Get it done. <laughs> and he just smashed it so hard into your man's face that like it literally he put it away and it was still there. It was like still it was a he's full bleeding like he's got <laughs> It wasn't like a push <laughs> candles through his eyes. <laughs> he always went back in the table, but it was probably the greatest moment of his life as well at the same time. It was like, you know, when you do something and you're like I'm not a hundred percent sure how this is gonna work out. <laughs> Do it. Have you ever seen him since? I don't know. That was and that was the last yeah. anybody saw. Somebody <laughs> <laughs> might show up next week at our live show. We'll we'll reenact it. Um, all right, we'll take a break for a quick second for something, and then we'll be back. <laughs> Black and white. You're listening to Baz and Andrews House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness. Okay, it's time for black and white. This is a juicy one this week. So this week, we're going to pick the best 15 from the World Cup so far. And we'll judge to see, Barry, you pick your team, Trimby, you pick yours. And we'll judge to see which team is, uh, we think is going to win. Well, okay. I'm going to judge it. So You're in charge. We'll start with uh, Andrew. Okay. Um, number one, Joe Marder. Number two, Ken Owens. Number three, Totovs. The, Who? The, ah. the Russian three, the Russian tight head. Got Hobbs, Steve. Yes. <laughs> you just said Todd Hobbs has. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right. Um, he doesn't uh, even know his name. <laughs> Can't be on it. Alan Wynn Jones, uh, Whitelock, uh, Hooper, Vinopola, and Save in the back row. Garth Davis at nine, Pollard at ten, Raka on the left wing, Leonard Brown at twelve. Raka. Raka. Really? The French winger. Okay. Um, Leonard Brown at 12. Lafayette, the Japanese 13, at 13. Leonard Brown at 12, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, Matsushima on yeah. the right wing. And Barrett at 15. Spent an awful lot of time in the back <laughs> yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. Not much in the front five. Yeah. Okay, Baz? I went with a uh, front row of uh, Joe Moody, Ken Owens, and Alalatoa, Australian three. He's a class player. Yeah, yeah. Brings is he up. as good as Toto? You don't even know. <laughs> <his name. laughs> I think so. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know either. Uh, Alan Wynn Jones as well went with Steph Detoy. Gives a little bit more um, aggression than Whitelock, personally, feel. Mm-hmm. Less, um, less experience. Hardy Surveyor went with Yato because he's just like. He was, he's been incredible. We're, so judging, we're, we're just judging, giving the names. We're here. judging this <laughs> off this World Cup, not like a previous experience or anything mm. like that. I think he's been one of the standout players. Kieran Reid, um, he's been brilliant. Just really. based on this World yeah, Cup? Yeah, he's getting his. Oh, really? Getting not based on his experience? Um, Gareth Davies. No. Uh, Gareth Davies. <laughs> uh, Johnny Sexton, I feel. Out, the, all the out half. Who did you go to out half? Pollard. Because yeah. he's brought back the drop goal on day one. Yeah. Mm. Just think, uh, not enough. Pollard, Johnny's been a little bit more. I think he, when a little he bit play, more when Irish he plays, when he plays Ireland. Win. He's like if you put him into that best team, he's he's um, he's going to be the best player. So he's played uh, how long? How Colby. Long I went Colby on the wing minutes. and uh, Matashua 
Um, obviously, he's he's been brilliant. I went with Barrett fullback, and in the centres, I went with Leonard Brown and Tuilagi. You went Colby where on the right wing? I actually stuck him on the left wing because oh, you, you, you changed him. his position. You can play him anywhere, you, you can play him anywhere. I think he, he could play anywhere. I see. I'm I think sorry, Madishiwa I didn't realize we were picking a team full of right wingers. You give us a look, man. Ra- what did you put, Raka? And Raka. He can, he's actually normally a right winger. I would have picked Kobe on the left wing had I known that was one of the rules that you're allowed to change positions. Raka, all the left wingers have been crap, and he's been the best. Um, uh, He'll be playing for the Islands in a few years. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I won't care at that point. Cheson Kobe didn't make it into your team because he's a right winger, and I feel like uh, Matsushima has had. You think he's better than? So you think? Ma- you, you, think you think? That's not what it, No, that's not what this exercise it's, is determining. It's who's been the best fifteen of the World Cup so far? No, fourteen. The best. Fi- <laughs> The best team of the World Cup so far, <laughs> and Cheslin Colby doesn't get into your team. Uh, he's he's sorry, Matsushima. I'm a rom- I'm a romantic. Sorry, I'm going for the home nation. You're I'm a racist man. I'm That's racist, what you were. I'm a racist <laughs> Christian romantic. That's why I'm. It doesn't like rugby. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> I can't see how Raka can get into this team, and Cheslin Colby can't. They're not playing the same position. That's why. Even Lameki doesn't make it into your team. And why is Scott Barrett hasn't made it into either team, man? He's been incredible for the All Blacks. No, he hasn't. Scott. Yeah, you reckon? The lock, yeah. (laughs) You're like the fullback? (laughs) (laughs) Which one's he? Um, I think Gareth Davis is a good shout. Uh, I think Nagari's been good as well. Faf nearly made it in there. Or Flaff, as you call him. (laughs) (laughs) Flaff. Love. I think I'm going to have to give Baz, I think Moody, Ken Owens... Alatoa, Alan Wynne Jones, Steph Dutoy, Ardi Sevilla, Yato, Kieran Reid, Faf de Klerk, Johnny Sexton, uh, Colby, Leonard Brown, Tulagi, Matsushima, and Barrett. I give this one to Baz. Thank you. Colby's going to get found out out of position, lad. <laughs> Here, you're done. Okay. Woo! Okay, right. Thanks, everybody, for listening on all your favorite apps. And for those of you watching us on YouTube, hello. Uh, please do leave us a rating and a review we always love your feedback and uh, get in touch with us on Facebook we do love our penguins cheers uh, to everyone that was involved in making the show this week to Pat to Anya to Dermot and to Anthony this has been Baz and Andrews House of Rugby here on Joe together with Guinness party on party on party on you were listening to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness. Drink responsibly. Visit drinkaware.ie for the facts.